boys are back on the man in the middle podcast welcoming as always it's a great week in sports uh it's not our favorite week because there is no football but for some people it might be their favorite week we got opening day of baseball march madness is still going nhl nba are in full swing on on the stretch to the playoffs um so we're feeling good um some of us are back in lockdown so they're not feeling so great about that but the boys on the West Coast are only in a semi-lockdown. So, boys, I'll, I'll throw it over to you guys. How, how, how is it to be have somewhat freedom over there? Oh, you want me to go first, hey? Well, after after your little tiff last week about me always going first? Well, as the sleeping guy, I'm doing great. It's Thanks for having us, Beast, as always. You know, you're, you always seem to be starting off the podcast. But it is what it is. Um, semi-lockdown's not bad on the island. It's beautiful weather. Great time to get outside with the beauty, man. Uh, how are things looking over there in Toronto? Cold? Dreary? Well, I know the weather is actually pretty decent. Like the weather here is better than fucking Alberta, that's for sure. But it's the it's the government that uh, they've been taking some heat over here in Ontario because they can't fucking get any vaccination figured out. We're, we're in our third big lockdown, so people are angry. Good, good time to move across the country and try a new city in Toronto. That's for sure. Um, picked a real good time for that. But uh, beauty man. Well, hey, if you want to jump back to the West Coast, there's um, plenty of room down here in the cave. Fortunately, none of the public come down here. And I know a lot of our religious friends are, are in for a good Friday. But here in the committee, I'm calling it a great Friday because we got the madness is back this weekend. We got 10 NBA games going on here. The NFL free agency is in full swing heading into the draft it's gonna be fun yeah nice shout out jesus following the easter bunny into the cave for three days well how cold is it down in that basement because uh chris clements one time spent a few months in our basement and i think he got sick four times so uh, <laughs> but we're, we're big we're big mask guys so uh we, have, we haven't gotten sick yet this year yeah Okay, well, I, I'll probably keep it. I'll keep that room open for me. I know Sarah keeps talking. There's a room there for me, so I might be. But everyone's coming to the West Coast soon. We might have a full troop out there, so it's uh, it's coming. But uh, let's we got get a bench into... press for you. <laughs> oh, perfect. I do need to. Yeah, I like, I look, look at this back. A nice new bench press. We've we finally completed the man cave <laughs> with three televisions and a bench. Who's who's jacking up that? The weights on there. That no, none of you are lifting that. I know that. Oh, oh you that, best that. believe I'm throwing that around. <laughs> no problem. Uh, my my lovely wife pointed out that um, I tend to uh, I tend to blow my lid when people don't hit their free throws. So we found a healthier outlet for my anger opposed to just punching holes in the drywall. And, and that's trying to bench that or, or it is benching that. It is benching that. I'm, I'm a little offended that you just. All I, all I can see is three plates on there. So I I was, it's only, it's only two, it's only two a side. Yeah. It's 185. We throw it. I was going to say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it the perfect segue into draft season, but let's just say that beauty man improved on his combine number. (laughs) I was going to say, there's no way the beauty man's putting up 225 these days. (laughs) I was going to say, but. Putting up 225 sneaky weasels. 
<laughs> well, let's get into some some NFL talk because that's perfect segue into the draft. Um, hopefully the hopefully the NFL prospects are just cutting back on the sneaky weasels. Um, we're we're through most of the free agency. There's a few names out there, but nothing too crazy. Uh, we're heading to draft season. The Rams have no picks. Um, the sleeping guy, were you at all nervous when Adam Schefter pulled an April Fool's pick? prank on our girl Mina did you think there was actually something happening with the Seahawks or or did you see through it well I was chatting with my barber about this yesterday that I woke up on April Fool's Day and maybe it's just because we're on to month 13 of the pandemic but I was just too apathetic to care whether or not these pranks were real or not like I looked at Tom Brady's April Fool's prank of being a player coach manager for the Expos and just in my head went big if true if not (laughs) But some fun was had this morning by someone at least, and I just kind of moved on. But what I did move on to, my friend, was the remaining NFL free agents. And there's one man, the sleeping guy, has got his eyes all over. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna go, I'm just gonna straight nose dive that script and go down to the point that I want to talk about first. And that would, and that would be Richard <laughs> Sherman. The sleeping guy is starting a campaign to get Richard Sherman back on the Seahawks. Now we do have one glaring hole left on the team. It's gonna be at the right cornerback spot. And I know my boy, the beast over there, has nightmares about him owning Jared Goff, owning Show Me the Money Davis, whichever trash (laughs) you guys are rolling out at quarterback throughout our youth and our history. So I would love to see Richard Sherman get back on the Seahawks and that really, really finish this offseason off strong because the Seahawks only got three draft picks. We're picking at 56. I'm just I'm mostly just watching the draft for the quarterbacks. I'm loving I'm loving ESPN and all that. Sounds like a typical Seahawks fan just basking in the past because the future is so bleak so let's let's just put the legion of boom back together maybe we we'll get cam out of retirement i mean is earl in the league i know he flipped pete off a couple of years ago but maybe they can they can rehatch that old relationship and i mean marshawn lynch was out of retirement again bring him back okay why just put the whole band back together see how that works for you guys i i thought the i thought the rams were in bad standing in terms of draft picks but then yeah i saw the seahawks have even less draft capital so uh so there's the Rams have at least that going for them. I don't know if they're going to have any linebackers or offensive linemen, but I guess we'll we'll see we'll see what happens there. Um, are we are we what are we talking about in terms of quarterbacks? We're pretty set on Trevor Lawrence going one. Um, I'm hearing a lot of things of Zach Wilson too, and then I'm hearing some rumors about a little Mac Jones action at three for the 49ers. What do you guys uh, what are you guys thinking there? Well, I think that it's kind of funny how all of a sudden Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Kellen Mond, all these guys are are just hot topics to talk about because we're just going to ignore the fact that one of the best college football prospects of all time is just going one. Like, it's been established, so let's just talk two through five. But first things first, I got a real question to pose for you guys. Is taking a quarterback that high in the draft a smart decision for an NFL franchise? Please, add some input because I certainly don't think so. My answer? Yeah. 100%. Just look at all these teams recently. A la the Rams, who wrote a rookie contract to stack roster to so, so close to a Super Bowl title. Uh, the Eagles did it. Now, maybe Wentz wasn't playing, but they had the cap money to have an expensive backup. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, ladies and gentlemen, on a rookie contract, getting him all that help. Of course, he's going to lead you to a title. So I would say besides your boy, old man Tom, bucking the trend last year, if anything you need, to draft a quarterback high and have a shot at winning the Super Bowl. That it's the most important position in sports. 
quarterback is where it's at. Just look at what San Francisco just paid to get up in the draft. Look at the fact that no one's talking about the Jaguars moving off number one because Lawrence's can't miss. It seems like sign seal delivered. Zach Wilson's going number two. And San Francisco says there's three great quarterbacks in the draft and they're willing to pay that price to get up there. Bold prediction from the sleeping guy. I'm saying someone's going up to number four for the Falcons to get that fourth best quarterback just because these guys, this is the year to get them. Apparently next year's class isn't as good. So this is the season where someone's going to make that type of move. So it is, it's quarterback season. Guys are going to be falling in love with them left, right, and center. I just wish we had John Gruden on ESPN to give us a little quarterback camp. Kel, what are your thoughts? I mean, I kind of, I don't know. I kind of agree with him in the sense that, like, drafting a quarterback and getting a good one, it gives you so much flexibility with the other things you can do on the roster. Like, look at the Rams. It's a good, it's a good point because Jared Goff wasn't anything special, and the Rams were able to make a Super Bowl just because – of their coaching slash all the guys they were able to bring in. But, but then again, if you go, go quarterback early and you miss it's, and you give up, like say the 49ers go Mac Jones and he's a bust. Like they're set back for years now. Right. Cause they gave up so much for him. So I don't know. It's a risk, but I, I do, I do think I like it. Plus it gives the fan base something to be excited about regardless until it blows up in their face. Right. But anytime your team is trading up and you know, you're getting a star quarterback, you at least have some sort of hope for at least a month. And that's speaking as someone with experience of that (laughs) being a Rams fan, right. With having no hope. The, the, the days, the days of show me the money Davis were great. Don't get me wrong. But when we were traded up to that first spot and I knew we were getting Wentz or Goff, like, the hope was there and did it work out the way we thought, man, I mean, we got to a Super Bowl, so I don't know. It's uh, I know, I know you're against it though. So give us your reasons against it. All right. Well, let's take a look <laughs> at, at drafts pass. and let the beauty man break it down for you. So in 2020, we had four quarterbacks selected in the first round. Joe went one, Tua went five, Herbert went six and Jordan Love went 26. Joe got hurt. And it's definitely unfair to assess any of these gentlemen on their one year. Herbert, rookie of the year, set the league on fire. Yeah, sweet. You won four games. Let's keep that up. And you're going to be on another team in a few seasons. 2019, Kyler Murray, first overall. How do you miss with that? You don't. You had the number one overall pick. You have to take Kyler. Arizona did the right thing, even though they had just drafted their guy the year before. At number six, Daniel Jones. How's that working out for you guys right now? How about number 15, Dwayne Haskins? Where's he playing, everybody? All right, to 2018, bad boy Baker Mayfield picked number one overall. Good selection, in my opinion. Coming into last season, everyone was thinking he's going to be a bust, but now he's contending in a playoff game against Kansas City. I don't know. What are your thoughts? At number two, Sam Darnold. A couple of years ago, the Jets had the number two overall pick. They picked the quarterback, and where were we this year? We're the number two overall pick looking at another freaking quarterback. What the hell is going on? At number seven, Josh Allen, he's really started to progress, but I would argue that it's not the pick or the selection, the kid they took, it's the what they put around him that has put him in a position to be successful. At number 10, Josh Rosen. Anybody know where he's playing? Crickets. Thought so. 2017. Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky, the first overall pick in the NFL. Well, not the first overall, first quarterback taken. Trade up and get Trubisky. Who went 10th? Mahomes. But he sat for a year. He sat for your Deshaun Watson at 12 did not have a great start, but we all know what Deshaun's capable. He's literally the Michael Jordan of football. Let's go to 2016. Ladies and gentlemen, 2016, where there was these two guys that you could, you go wrong with either of them. Number one, overall Jared Goff, 
He went to a Super Bowl, like you said. But did he go to a Super Bowl because he was Jared Goff? Or did he go to a Super Bowl because of what Sean McVay put around him? Carson Wentz won a Super Bowl. He's got a ring. He didn't even play in the goddamn game. He got shipped off this year to play for another team. At number 26, selected that season, Paxton Lynch. Good job, Denver. Good job. Yeah. How can you forget? There's a lot more names that you've forgotten about coming up here. In 2015, one and two, two great guys that you can't miss on. Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. How's that working out for you, Tennessee and Tampa Bay right now? Tampa Bay literally shipped him off to play for another team in a division, traded away for a guy that was almost twice his wage to get to goddamn win a Super Bowl. In 2013, there was one quarterback selected in the first round, EJ Manuel. In 2012, Andrew Luck, first overall, great selection. One of the better quarterback prospects to come out of college since freaking John Elway or Peyton Manning. How do you go wrong with that? RG3, another great prospect, starting his first year and was ruined by the situation that he was put in. Rest in peace. All At right. number eight, Ryan Tannehill. Hey, not about bad. that. <laughs> Serviceable. Serviceable. He's starting to look pretty good. At number 22, Brandon Whedon. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> 2011, first overall pick in the NFL draft, Cam Newton, Superman, nice. doing things that we haven't really seen done in the league. A successful pick, especially if you want to make money in Carolina. He took you to a Super Bowl. He may not have wanted to win the Super Bowl as he advocated <laughs> when he forgot to jump on the ball that he fumbled, but he brought you there. You know, he made a lot of profit. At number eight, Jake Locker. Can't miss. At number 10, Blaine Gabbert. Can't miss. At number 12, Christian Ponder. Couldn't miss. Good job by those franchises reaching for a quarterback. In 2010, oh, look, here we are, the Rams again. Sam Bradford, Oklahoma. Rookie of the year, rookie of the year. <laughs> rookie of the year. He got injured. He fought a lot of injuries, and uh, he was out of the league not long after. Before we continue here, I just have to remind the people of the hope that the beast had in sam bradford i remember one year when he tore his acl before week one and kellen was feigning sadness and all i could think in my head was why he sucks <laughs> why why are you sad he's not playing he's not going to be good anyways listen because he can throw a pretty ball he just can't play more than 20 snaps yeah he gave us he gave us such hope when he he almost took us to the playoffs except we lost a, a barn burner to the seahawks to get into the playoffs charlie whitehurst yeah yeah and he gave us such hope, though, because he won Rookie of the Year. He looked pretty solid. We were like, okay, we got our guy. And then, yeah, he couldn't play more than two consecutive games. So, At 25th overall in the 2010 draft, Tim Tebow. Bang. Former retired <laughs> baseball player. In 2009. That's big money right there. Matthew Stafford. One of the few guys alongside Kyler, alongside Patrick Mahomes, alongside Deshaun Watson, who get it done. Taking a number one overall. <laughs> looks like this might be the first time in his career where he's in a position to succeed at number five mark sanchez out of usc right. well he went yeah. to two afc championship games so. tell me he's not top six on this list so yeah, far. yeah. <laughs> at number 17 josh freeman had a good game <laughs> in 2008 might be the best two all around at number three overall selected matt ryan took you to a super bowl he won an nfl mvp he's still a competent nfl quarterback at number 18 a super bowl champion the elite joe flacco flaccid in 2007 first overall draft pick jamarcus russell was canvas nice number 22 brady quinn Brady right. Quinn also, I thought, was can't miss. Mm -hmm. This is a good draft coming up here that we both <laughs> – 2006, like third overall, Vince Young. Nice. Played 
what four years in the NFL? Hey, he was good though for like six games. I know. I'm, I'm highly attributing to that dream team Philadelphia Eagles team. He was a member. Yeah, at number no, ten. He brought the Titans back a couple times. <laughs> at number ten, Matt Liner. Can't miss. Couldn't beat out old man Kurt Warner in Arizona. At number eleven, Jay Cutler. Is Matt Steel. Liner is Matt Liner dating Tommy Lauren right now? Is that correct? Is that what I hear? I could you'd be, be you'd be the one to ask. <laughs> I could be wrong, but, but it's fucking two thousand five. A lot of quarterback talent in this draft. First overall, Alex Smith. Still kicking. Twenty three picks later at twenty four, Aaron Rodgers. It hasn't proven enough yet. <laughs> right after Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Jason Campbell. Tough that the Redskins were just one pick away. Well, again with the DI on top of the podcast, man. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah. The skins are no more. Wow. I canceled. Um, okay. They canceled in 2005. And then let's go. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. You made your okay. point. Okay. You made your point. Okay, here's here's my thing though. What else do teams do though? Like, are they just there's no there's not enough good quarterbacks in the league as is, so they're just supposed to just like wait and draft guys in the second, third round and hope they're Patrick Mahomes esque kind of thing, or what? No, it's that when you when you're number two, when you're the New York Jets and you just committed the franchise to the guy you that you scouted and picked at second overall three years ago, you don't throw him to the dirt and rebuild. You put something around him. You bring in a coach. You think that who it is irrelevant who goes to San Francisco because of the stability that is in place around him. It could be Mac Jones. It could be Justin Fields. It could be Trey Lance. It could be Kellen Mond. It could be fucking Kyle Trask out of Florida. He will play and he will succeed under Kyle Shanahan because of the system that is in place there. New York, Jacksonville, good luck, T-Law. You're a stud. I think you can be the Manning. You can be the Andrew Luck. You can be the Kyler Murray. But I will not, and under any circumstances, ever agree with these year after year, these franchises selling out draft picks, overlooking other talented players to get a quarterback, unless all they're really after is hope for the franchise. Well, I completely disagree with the beauty of that. <laughs> and just, just for one prime example, just look at a team like the Rams. They literally just looked at the guy. They picked number one overall and said, we're never going to win anything with this guy. We got to get rid of him and get someone better. So teams are always going to overvalue quarterbacks in the draft because you need one of the top five in the league to win the Super Bowl. It's just facts. Yeah. 59 quarterbacks have been drafted in the first round since 2000. It's accumulated in eight Super Bowls. Manning and Roethlisberger have won four of them. Outside of that, Patrick Mahomes won one. Joe Flacco won one. Aaron Rodgers won one. And Carson Wentz was on the team that won another one. So congratulations. Well, yeah, but it's like 50-50 drafting a guy in the first round is actually going to be good. But it's not like those odds get any better. Anywhere else in the draft, you need a great quarterback to win a Super Bowl. If you don't have the other pieces surrounding him, it's irrelevant. Don't, Justin Herbert's going to be a great quarterback, but if they don't put something around him, he's going to be playing for another team in three seasons, and it's not going to be because of his performance. I disagree. <laughs> You just, I mean, you just you need a quarterback. You just yeah, need a quarterback. I, I'm sorry. Like I kind of I kind of get what he's saying in that you shouldn't maybe mortgage your future to trade up and get a guy when you could get like a decent guy in the mid first round compared to the compared to the top guys because there is so much unproven. But like I guess it depends on the draft. Like if you think there's a, it all comes down to your scouts, I guess, and they they got to be right. But uh, like if you think you can trade up and get a guy, a generational guy, like. 
Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence, like maybe you do it, right? But I, I don't know. It's a, let us know in the let us know in the comments what you think. Uh, Cody Chamberlain, please send us uh, an email because he's been wondering where you can actually place these comments. Um, so, last thing we got to talk about the draft. We've seen some impressive pro days. Kyle Pitts in particular. Um, Jamar Chase looks good. Who's who's your first skill position guy off the board? Oh, well, considering I have a top two pick in a dynasty league fantasy draft, I like Jamar Chase of LSU. And I actually heard uh, Dan Orvlosky, a man I formerly thought was a fraud on ESPN, make a very good point a couple days ago. He said, <laughs> well, you could put Devonta Smith in the slot and he's going to get open for you. Kyle Pitts might change the game at tight end. But if it's third and nine and I need somebody to win one-on-one at the top of a route and get separation, I want Jamar Chase. And so I may not be on ESPN, but I also agree. I would also like Jamar Chase as my skill guy on my team. So Pete Carroll, if you're out there and you can figure out a way to make some more moves, we should really get Jamar Chase on the squad. That's a GM sleeping guy. You should get Jamar Chase. On that's the last thing the Seahawks need. They got a lot of other holes to fill outside of wide receiver. Um, Seriously, I've got most likely it's going to be three quarterbacks going off the board, even though I think that it would really behoove New York to not go after Zach Wilson and have two quarterbacks draft in the last three years. I think at number four, you have got to go and get Kyle Pitts. I mean, he's 6'6", 245 pounds. He's got a 33 and a half inch vert, and he ran a 4'4". I mean, I don't know what else you guys want from him. You put on the tape, he blows people off the line of scrimmage blocking. He's damn near a better receiver than he is the rest of the receivers on his team in Florida last year. We've all seen what a viable tight end can do for offenses in the NFL. Look at what Waller can do for Oakland. Look at what Kelsey's done, Gronk brought it in. The middle of the field is where you can really open things up for the rest of your offense. And I think if you overlook Kyle Pitts and you go get one of those three burners, you'll be making a mistake. Okay, here's a question for you guys. What does what's Atlanta gonna do? Like, what are they taking one of these skill guys? Are they taking Suell? Because I I figure if if Cincinnati if Suell's there, Cincinnati's taking him, right? Yeah, I think they got to. They yeah. got to protect bro. If I'm Atlanta, I'm trying to sell that pick to the highest bidder and get yeah. someone to come up and take that fourth quarterback. I think that's I think that's where you got to try and go with it. Yeah. You know, like if say the Niners go with Mac Jones and then you're sitting there and you're looking at a King's ransom for someone wanting to take like Fields or Trey Lance or like Sewell. I, I don't know. I kind of like going back in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're stuck in a hard spot because the top three picks are going to be the three quarterbacks that the guys really want. And I'm not sure that they're committed to Matt Ryan right now. So why do they want to bring in a tackle to solidify their offensive line if they're not committed to their quarterback and they want to go full blown rebuild? I can see them either trying to shop that pick or like go get a weapon, bring in somebody else, but they need more fucking receivers in Atlanta because they've got some pretty good ones down there. Yeah. No, it's i I'm just kind of hoping you think there's any chance we get a little LSU reunion in Cincinnati with uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I I know that's the, probably the last thing the Bengals need right now, but you know, how can you pass up on, on that guy, you know? Well, we have to admit that it's it is obvious that the Bengals love their their Louisiana grown talent down there in in Ohio. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's uh, NFL. We'll have plenty more coming as we get closer to the draft. Um, but let's talk about some sports that are actually happening this weekend. 
And that's March Madness. Uh, we we are back on tomorrow, and we got uh, don't don't count out the women's games tonight, but uh, the, the the men's games go tomorrow. You know, it got to be a woke beast here because I get chirped about it enough. Um, so hey, but t- this Paige Becker's legit. She would she would kill all of us, and it wouldn't even be close. So uh, sleeping guy would be would be faking an ankle injury after he she crossed him up so hard you know so i don't know i don't know if she could take me in the post <laughs> um, i might just be too physical yeah well uh, <laughs> I, I too physical? you too physical yeah right i heard um, anyway. i heard like the promo team for the women the, there's four teams in the final four i believe if i did the math correctly but the promo video only included three they just yeah. completely left out arizona yeah well uh arizona's uh, yeah they they're just like the odd man out. Basically they were a number three seed. The other three are like powerhouses. So, but we'll see. I think they're going to get slapped by UConn tonight, but I guess we'll see. But anyways, on the men's side and I'll, I'll do something I don't really want to do. And I'll give the sleeping guy some shout outs <laughs> because he's, he's done pretty well this March Madness bracket and his ego's already big enough. And I don't even know why I'm doing this, but Congrats, sleeping guy. You're top of the bracket pool. You're looking good to maybe win it all. Um, you had the Beavers. You convinced us of the Beavers. I'll give you the floor. Give us your stupid spiel because I know it's coming. I'm not falling, falling for your reverse jinx, all right? There's still lots of basketball left to be played. Actually, there's about 80 minutes left to be played before I can crown myself atop the bracket challenge and bust out the title belts i've been saving all these years for this so to you stop with the mind games i'm only focused on what i'm gonna do the ucla bruins and mick cronin's father okay if they show him once i'm going to crush him yeah. well, if this just proven anything to me it's that the less you know the better you'll do because <laughs> lest we forget he didn't even remember what day the tournament was starting. So <laughs> I, I, I do believe that um, Kim Forrest is our defending resident bracket challenge. So, um, yeah, not adding a whole lot of credence to whoever's going to win that pool, other than hopefully <laughs> hopefully you take me out for a nice dinner uh, if you do pull off the victory. No, I, <laughs> I, I do agree. I do agree with that take. And I also have to say it's probably a good thing for the sleeping guy that the cats weren't in the tournament. I kind of made that point earlier. I said it might be good for a sleeping guy and I. We are not picking with our heart. And look, look where look where it ended up for uh, for Liam. Um, let's get actually into some games. So we got Gonzaga taking on UCLA, and then on the other side we got Baylor Houston. And I read an athletic article this morning, and the the headline was hilarious. And it was good job. Houston and UCLA, but please let us have Gonzaga versus Baylor. <laughs> and that's oh, yeah, that's nice. kind of that's kind of how I feel. Like I honestly I I think Baylor and Gonzaga should win these games. I hope these they win these games because I really think Baylor is the only team that has a s- slight chance of beating this Gonzaga team. They're just too fucking talented. Like UCLA, they'll they'll muck it up with you. They'll they'll play some defense. If Johnny Juzang shoots 100% from three, maybe they can beat Gonzaga. But the spread's 14 and a half in a fucking Final Four game. Like, when, when have we ever fucking seen that before? So, um, what are you guys' thoughts? Are are we are we just heading to Gonzaga Baylor? Is that the only thing? 
I kind of hope we're not because that, that would really put me on the hot seat and not guarantee me the championship that I so yearn for. Yeah. I would love to see Houston versus Gonzaga. So to the Cougs out there, let's get fired up. Let's play some defense. Um, I got to be completely honest. Uh, I, I, I love, I love Gonzaga. I've been saying it all year. It's a, it's a family thing. It's personal this year for me. My parents went there. Grandfather's a teacher there. I'm going to get an honorary degree if we win the title based on the back of my bets. So I'm right there with Gonzaga. And like you said, they're dominant. I mean, they've been blowing everybody out. Have they even been challenged this season? I don't know. I haven't watched that many games, but I don't think they have been. So I think we're just riding this all the way to the title. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Beast. More than anything, I just I want that Gonzaga-Baylor matchup that has been withheld from us all season long. And my only question to post for you boys is that we got the chance. Like, the Zags are two games away from, I don't want to say it, but I got to say it, from perfect season. Now, your Wildcats were in this spot previously, and they fell just short, but to a much stronger opponent than this Cinderella-UCLA team. If the Zags pull it off and complete the undefeated season this year, is there an asterisk alongside in the pandemic season? No. Absolutely not. No. They, they, to me, that I mean... The only thing with Gonzaga you could make the argument is they play in a weak conference, and so their conference games was, but their their non conference schedule was legit. They played Virginia, they played Iowa, they played Kansas, they played all these good teams. They were, I mean, I guess they were supposed to play Baylor, and they got out of that one, so maybe they lose that game. But I think it's pretty legit. They played enough games, and they looked dominant enough. You know, I saw I saw a tweet the other day, out of the past like. 12 years what teams have a chance at beating like this Gonzaga team and it was the 2012 Kentucky team with Anthony Davis the 2018 Villanova team and maybe the 2015 Kentucky team even though they didn't even win right so um but this Gonzaga team it's 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 unreal like look at the look at the game against USC USC was supposed to be the best defensive team two-point defensive team in the country that was a 20 point game, the whole game. And Corey Kispert barely di- even did anything. And he's maybe their best player. Right. So it's just like, they just have so much depth. I, I don't know even if Baylor can do it. Like maybe those guards can get hot and, and do enough to do it. But uh, I'm, I'm worried. I'm, I'm thinking we're heading to a Gonzaga final and a sleeping guy uh, triumph, which I'm not happy about. Well, let's, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm planning the parade, but I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about where we're going to go. No, but we just, I'm just, I can't say it enough. I really, I need Baylor in that final because if there's one thing that I'll hate is everyone trying to denounce the accomplishment that the Zags are on the cusp of making. And if I don't get Baylor in that matchup, people will find that asterisk in the nearest semester. So let's do it. Get, Get the job done, Baylor. Get there, Houston, lay aside, and let's give us something special to watch on Monday. Okay, exactly. Okay, picks like fine. my i'm going get gonzaga baylor and i'm gonna take baylor to win just to be contrarian but but i don't i don't think i believe it but i just want to do it i want to see i also have a future on baylor winning the national championship so maybe that's uh might have something to do with it no i'm i'm aboard the zags they've won me over there. they just keep blowing everybody out i might get a little crazy and take the 14 and a half maybe the first half spread for ucla yeah, they play at a fucking snail's pace and it's really hard to blow a game open when guys are taking 30 seconds to get a shot up every possession but it's gonna be fun hey mick cronin's cincinnati bearcats teams didn't fuck around okay they're no joke they're gonna muck it up make it nice and slow make me sweat it out 
but I will survive. And <laughs> keep on dancing all the way to Monday night in the NCAA tournament title and a big amount of money. So, man, man. sleeping guy, how double, double backstab would you feel if Johnny Juzang leaves Kentucky and then does it to the Zags in, in the fucking final four? He was a Kentucky player, not he just transferred so uh, oh i'm well aware of what he's done yeah so (laughs) i kind of hope that storyline happens but i i don't think ucla has a shot just Um, stay away from my sister the week johnny juzang (laughs) all right let's move on we got some quick it was mlb (laughs) opening day yesterday and guess what boys i watched a full baseball game i don't know about you guys oh no way i find i find myself Every year, getting somewhat excited in the first week of the season, and then it falls off after that. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see now that I'm actually kind of working for a company that covers the Blue Jays a lot. My Blue Jays knowledge is quite it's higher than it's ever been right now, just because I've read so much stupid stuff on it. Um, so we'll see if it lasts longer. But how are you guys feeling about opening day? Uh, the sleeping guy, Jays look good. Beauty man, Red Sox, not so good. Well, now, I guess it's too early so, to say. They haven't even played yet, have they? Exactly. They got me with a fake-ass April Fool's Day joke yesterday. I thought I was going to tune in to some, some opening day action at the best outdoor ballpark in America, partially owned by fucking LeBron James now. Still hate that. But, oh, all of a sudden, no baseball. Unfortunately, things are looking bleak in Beantown. Well, breaking news, they're down 3 nothing to the Orioles in the top of the eighth right now. So that's not great because the Orioles <laughs> are also no. not great. No, no, definitely, definitely not great. But what about you, Kel? I know you are. Are you rocking a Dodgers hat right now? I am rocking You got another future on your board here? No, I, I should put it on right now, but I feel like the odds, I feel like they're the odds on favorite. Um I will be cheering for the Jays as well. You know, I got an NL team. I got an AL team now. Uh, the Jays, they're looking exciting. They got a lot of power in the lineup. Do they have any pitching out of outside of Hinjin? Um, not so sure. Sleeping guy, what's – I know you've, you've always been like a – you've been a Jays fan sometimes, some years more than others. What's, what's your fandom level this year? I'd say it's pretty high, honestly. I'm fired up. I um, I obviously I've seen the young boys play in person. Bo Bichette, great looking guy. Vlad Guerrero, I've never seen a thicker human being in my life in baseball pants. So I'm all over them. I'm all over them this year. I think they're actually. I think we might be pushing for a playoff spot now. You got to consider always in the AL East. We're always going to be at a disadvantage with the big spending Red Sox and the big spending Yankees because we've got Sportsnet as our owners now not to shit on the company you work for but where's the cash i want to see the cash why did we go big on some pitch this offseason i don't know there's still some good guys out there if we really want to make a push i'm tell, I'm, tell, I'm calling you up ted rogers or whatever your name is pay kellen some more money for his internship and pay for more for the pitching staff for the jays first and foremost now over to the dodgers and what an absolute blunder on the base pass yesterday ladies and gentlemen i hope everyone was tuning in when cody bellinger came up to bat with one of our favorite players, Justin Turner, on first place. Now, line shot, deep to the left field, going for, I don't know, the gentleman with the braids in the outfield. <laughs> Goes to reach his glove to catch it. Hits off his glove, looking to be out and caught. However, it bounces out of the park 
for a home run for Cody Bellinger, right? Wrong, because Justin Turner, with the absolute huge move of the day, thinking that it was caught, runs all the way back from halfway to third base to run behind Cody Bellinger, who passes Turner on the way to second base. And then controversy ensues because even the sleeping guy, who is a maestro of all of the rules of baseball, was confused. The umpires go to a massive view, and guess what? It's a home run, but you're out as well. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, a home run that ended up counting as an RBI single for one out. I'm confused, and the beautiful game of baseball is officially back because some crazy rule from 1937 came to fruition once again. It was beautiful. Yeah, baseball has some wild rules, man. Like, I I somewhat – I think I have a good grasp of the game, and then things like that will happen, and I'll just be like, what the hell is going on? That's that's one for the books, though. Should have been an out, but it was a home run, but it was a single. I'd actually say that I'm pretty enthused for baseball season due to the fact they actually have some stars again. Is it is it weird to say that like I'm actually kind of invested in like Tatis and the Padres because he's got a big bat and he seems like he's got some swagger. The Dodgers, obviously, people are gonna love to hate them now that they got a title in the monkey off their back. I was loving. The fans of the stands booing Jose Altuve and the Astros. People don't forget. And I was cheering for the Jays because we're gonna be we're we're gonna be dogs all season, just like my Tampa Bay Raptors. We can't even play it. Every game's a road game, so it's the odds are against us. But they, we got them right where we want them. To be to be fair on your uh, Ted Rogers point, uh, sleeping guy, the Jays the Jays doled out their their largest free agent contract ever to a guy that's not even in their opening day lineup. So uh, we'll see if we'll see if George Springer ever makes an appearance and if he's working uh, if he's worth all that cash. But uh, you just got promoted to director. Maybe. Yeah, I know. Also, boys, we should have fucking played baseball. I don't know if you guys saw Francisco Lindor's contract. Uh, 341 big ones 10 years 341 million dollars so uh he's uh his great 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 grandchildren are set for life now so uh should have played well that's great have you guys heard of the bobby bonilla contract yes he's he's still making money isn't he how many more Bobby bonilla day there's still i believe seven more bobby bonilla days where he the annually the mets pay him one million dollars and he last i believe took it at bat in 2004 That's a fucking. That's, that's just. A, that's just. You just got a good agent. Do you think yeah. one year, like like 2016, <laughs> like you still know that you got like 10 more years of Bobby Bonilla days? That one year you just took your mill and just put it on black and was like, let's see, just see what happens. <laughs> but right. You know, you know this. You know the beauty man's taking at least one of those days and putting it straight into the gambling account. You know. <laughs> Get up the unit. <laughs> no, he just says takes. Takes one million dollars divides by three six five. It goes. This is how much we can lose every day for the next year. Fuck, man! Imagine, imagine betting with that bankroll, beauty man. The 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 damage you could do to those sports books. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, until then, we'll just we'll just keep with the fifty dollars, <laughs> <laughs> one step at a time. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's been our first segment, boys. Wait, who's who are we picking for our uh, World Series? Oh, sorry, World Series check. All right, we want to work. Yeah, early season World Series. Um, I got Dodgers Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Nice. I'm taking the Dodgers to win. Nice. Why do you, you gotta go put on your Lakers jersey too? Yeah, I should. I should just just call me the Evil Empire Boys. Yeah, man. You just are you gonna wear 
each respective hat for their home and home, throwing the, the Yankees hat in New York. And I lost my Yankees hat when they're back home. Also versus Yankees, just, just because I think the Yankees spend the most money. And they got Garrett Cole. He's tough to beat in the playoffs. All right. And Beauty Man? Oh, man. Well, just to be a contrarian, I'm going to have to put the Dodgers in there because they are the odds on thing. Well, good thing we're frozen. Yeah, I know. Good thing we are frozen because hey, the back. Dodgers and Braves officially cannot meet ever in the World Series. If, the NLCS is going to be lit, however. If we're looking at a betting perspective, the Braves' value is definitely where <laughs> you want to go. But as the sleeping guy pointed out, there's a matchup that we cannot did, did he pick? Did he pick Dodgers-Braves? I missed that. Yeah, he did. Did we cut yeah. out? Yeah. Yeah, he did pick Dodgers Braves. Those are the two teams to put the futures on to find some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, no, those yeah, those are just two futures teams. Even and though the state of Georgia got canceled this week. And who did you like coming out of the AL if you had to pick someone? Well, I will refuse to pick someone because they're the arch rivals of the squads that hmm. I'm here for. That's right. That's, That's a good save. Yeah, it's a good a save. Good, a good well, save. what do you what do you expect me to do? It is funny though because when I was thinking of an AL team, I really realized that I'm just my AL knowledge is not great, and I thought maybe the Rays, but it seems like they have a good season and then they have a shit season. So I mean, I couldn't say the Astros because I still hate them. I refuse to say it's going to be the Yankees. So yeah. bet on the Braves, and it's probably going to be the Dodgers. I hear the White I'm, Sox could be good this year. That's what I'm hearing. Underrated jerseys, though. How about the A's? I do like a, some good green. You just like Moneyball. It was a good uh, – Brad Pitt was great in that one. He <laughs> should have taken that contract with Boston. Wow, the beauty man's advice to Billy Bean sell out. <laughs> not as Rule good number as one. in Troy, but Brad Pitt was pretty great, good. Great attempt, Billy Bean. You should take the bigger payroll. All right, well, that's our uh, first segment. Sleeping guy, throw us to our first break. Yeah, coming up, we've got some segments, as always. Uh, maybe, maybe even some NBA power rankings. Who knows? I definitely have mine ready to go. But more importantly, we've got Billy Bean to talk more baseball. Hello there. Well, welcome back, Liz Jones, the Man in the Middle podcast. And what you've all been waiting for, Jedi and Seth. So always as the second half star of the show, I'll be going first in my Jedi of the week, Dwayne Wade. Because I am loving Dwayne Wade on the TNT panel. He is probably my new favorite part of the show at this point. Dare I say they're either going to have to create an extra chair on Thursday night for Dwayne Wade, or maybe it's time to show Charles the door. Who knows? But I can see why they have him in that certain spot on Tuesday nights. He's coming for the throne. So Dwayne Wade as my new favorite NBA analyst. Analysis. Analyst? D. Wade. Flash. You're my Jedi of the week. Congratulations. All right. Good. Big, big Dwayne Wade shout out. Love it. Um, my Jedi of the week, Bianca Andrescu. She's back. Oh, yeah, him. she's back, boys. Uh, she's uh, she's not pulling a genie. She's she hasn't got the <laughs> let the fame get to her head. She's she looks solid again. She I watched a lot of her game match last night. Uh, she came. She uh, showed some some fortitude against against uh, her opponent and is into the Miami open final against uh, Ash Barty. I think it goes tomorrow. So yeah, it's good to see uh, a good young Canadian hope and uh, don't get me wrong. Am I super attracted to her when she hits a backhand down the line? Of course, but uh, (laughs) I hope she, she keeps, uh, she keeps doing her thing and making Canadians proud. So my Jedi of the week is Bianca Andrescu. 
Yeah, if she needs a date to the ball after the tournament, I'm available. Yeah, she uh, she could yeah, take me. She mind. could take me out to the woodshed in uh, in on a, on the tennis court any day, and I'd pay her for it. So I will. If she wants to hit a lot of serves, I'll pick up all those balls. Doesn't really yeah. matter to me. Well, I can attest taking you to the woodshed and tennis, Kelly, ain't that difficult. <laughs> it's not, it's not that hard. I make a lot of unforced errors, so. You just got to get out of your, your own way and stop doing this. <laughs> My Jedi of the week, the underappreciated one, Roy Williams, one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time, announced his retirement after 33 seasons as NCAA coach. The seven-year-old icon has been the head coach of North Carolina Tar Heels since 2003, where he accumulated three NCAA titles in his 18 seasons with the Tar Heels, amassing 900 and We've already forgotten victories. I think it was three. Yeah, just one more. It was three. One more than Bobby Knight. Um, massing him to third on the all-time list that counts is guys that don't go to some slack tech school who got 1,200. Yeah. But an old school man, a guy who he knew it was past his time. He said that he's not retiring or resigning. He's opting out because he's no longer the man for the job. And he refuses to use the words that he's quitting. But it's been a thrill and an unbelievable ride coaching. It is not the end of his career, but just with, it is with the Tar Heels. So to Roy and for all the wonderful memories you have brought me, nothing like the championship redemption from a few years past. You are my Jedi of the week. Nice. Way to go out on top, Roy. Yeah, Roy Williams, definitely an underrated coach, both his times in Kansas and North Carolina. So, uh... Well, don't forget his legendary meme. <laughs> of when, yeah. he, when he's dancing dancing in the locker room yeah, yeah. well yeah i mean this legendary well, meme that might be his biggest accomplishment to the younger generation yeah. all right and my sis of the week the state of georgia and we all know exactly why but if we want to digress into a little more we're going to take some help from our friends at the new york times they provide some in-depth details as the republicans passed and signed the 98 page voting wall last week following the first democratic victories in presidential and Senate elections in Georgia in a generation. President Biden won the state vote by just under 12,000 votes out of nearly 5 million cast, and the new law will, in particular, curtain ballot access voters in booming urban and suburban countries. So basically, they lost and they fixed the fucking game, but it is complete bullshit. So shout out to MLB for moving the All-Star game. I think that the Atlanta Hawks should move. I think that the Falcons should move. I think we should remove all professional sports out of the state of Georgia and Atlanta. I know it's not going to happen, but until they fix this bill, we protest. Nice. All right. It's, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that theme a little bit. Um, and then I'm going to also say that my Sith of the week is the Alberta government. I'm going to stick with the governments. And so my, my Sith of the week is the Alberta government, because I don't know if you guys saw their new curriculum for their, their children, but here is part of the grade two curriculum. Explain the difference in the systems of government between the Roman kingdom, the Roman Republic and the Imperial Rome. Understand that the Anglo-Saxon tradition laid the groundwork for social and legal organization in English and the British colonies. Understand how England got its common law out of local and social custom. 
Do you guys, do you guys sound like that you guys know anything about that? Because I sure don't. And that is what they're trying to implement into the grade two curriculum for uh, social studies. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of heat going around um, on social media about the Alberta government and their new curriculum, which has already caused them to change some, th change some things in it. Um, so yeah, my, uh, my Sith of the week is the Alberta government. That sounds like a, that sounds like a university first year history course to me, rather than some grade two. Have, have these people ever met an eight year old before, you know? Uh, Jesus so, yeah. fucking Christ, seriously. You yeah. confuse me telling me what's going on there. God damn. I thought we were still doing blocks. <laughs> yeah, I thought they, there was one. Where, part, the, where their blocks at? Yeah, there was seriously, one part and it's who, like. Explain it to the beauty man because what, yeah. who's making these decisions? Yeah, I I'm, thought we were, yeah. Like, like, like which part of government? Because they need to be tarred and feathered. There's, there's one part of it. It's draw a map of ancient <laughs> Greece. Athens, Sparta, Mediterranean Sea, the Aegean Sea, and the Ionian Sea. It's like, what the fuck is that about? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's exactly making these decisions, but uh, we're not we're not loving it um, over here in anywhere. We're that's why we're all that's why we're all gonna move out to BC. Is is pretty much what we're saying. So um all right sleeping guy give us give us your sith of the week all right my sith of the week and that would be international football because you're thrown off by whole last two weeks okay i've been lonely on weekend mornings because there's been no premier league i've been lonely during the week because there's been no champions league and europa league and now exactly what i thought was going to happen has happened on the international break that's right we got guys coming back with injuries we got anthony martial missing two weeks because he's got a little thigh injury we got Leonardo Benucci of your Juventus boys coming back test positive for COVID because, oh, he was traveling during a pandemic. Big no-no. And these guys are just worn out and tired, all right? The sleeping guy loves competition, but what he craves is the beautiful game played at the highest level. And guess what? These guys can barely run around for 60 minutes. And then we're going to try to watch a beautiful European championship this summer. I'm, I'm sick of the schedule and I'm sick of international breaks. That's my sip of the week. Oh, sleeping guy going after the international breaks. But I do have a joke to tell everyone. If we'd like right. to, we'd like to maybe end up with some humor. I thought that entire segment was a joke, but continue. Well, I, I got a good one. They go, all right, who's ready for it? I'm ready. The missus asked me earlier if I'd seen the dog bowl. I said, have I what? I didn't even know he could play critic, cricket. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's 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 kind of a Ben Lawrence joke, but you know. yeah, it, is, it, is. it was. I thought it was pretty good. It's got yeah. me all week. We, <laughs> we really waded the political waters there, so I thought I'd bring us right back to sports and humor. Yeah, well, the beauty man and I were just trying to trying to show where we stand on some political issues. All right, although I don't even think those are either even political. It's just like dumb, just common sense, you know. You no, know, there's a there's a, there's a big difference between political and bullshit. And like, yeah, and those are those well, are bullshit. <laughs> I I don't know. As a keen observer, I don't think common sense and politics have ever yeah. gone hand in hand. Well, <laughs> tell it to those pigs, Ethan Forrest and Chris Clements, who are soon to be working for the government. Uh, oh, wow. Those, those champagne socialists. Yeah, I know. Um, Still out. Yeah. <laughs> but what's the, what's the number <laughs> yeah. one rule, beauty man? Yeah. Well, anyways, what, so who do you work for again? Uh, Randstad International. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Thanks. Thank you. And, and what's, what's the number one rule in life, beauty man? 
always sell out. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Don't draw any attention to the club. You <laughs> just, but, just have to make sure. <laughs> but, well, but they're selling out working for the government. So it's, that's a double negative. <laughs> All right. You're going to sell out, go to the private sector and make some fucking cash. <laughs> And I like this new section, life advice from the beauty bed. Yeah, we sell we, out and make some cash. Especially, well, yeah, you're gonna just be a public servant, just a basic bitch of the people. <laughs> All right, well, you heard him, comments and Ethan. Uh, get, get, get fucking on it. Um, all right, well, uh, since yeah, we'll we'll get to my big J question of the week. And because next week we have one of the ultimate venues in sports. Augusta National coming. We got some. We'll have some Masters talk next week to get us prepped for the Masters. But what I want to know from the boys is if you had to pick, you have to go to a game somewhere in the world in the t- in your top three sporting venues. What what are on your top three? Because I I I've been thinking about this for a while, and there's some tough. So some tough choices out there. Like, are you picking for the stadium? Are you picking for the atmosphere? Are you picking for the event? So, oh you guys, wow, yeah. You, you, you know, got, I got, got any thoughts? Christ. Well, when you posed this to me earlier, I was so perplexed by it, I had to math on it. So mm-hmm. that's that just goes to show how stumped I was. But <laughs> you've really, you've really piqued my interest. So, in a, in terms of me and historical places, the. I don't know if this is top of my list, but it's what jumped into my head first. And for my first pick, I'm going to go with the Rose Bowl because it is a beautiful stadium. It's historical. And I would love to be there on January 1st for a little Pac-12 Big Ten showdown with my USC Trojans coming out on top. I just, every year on New Year's Day, maybe it's because I'm a little hungover and a bit of a tired stupor, but it just looks like such a beautiful place to be at that time of night. So, I'm going with the Rose Bowl. Okay. This is tricky. That's a good selection, though. I, I give you props. Thank you. Um, I have been fortunate enough to cross a few off of my bucket list, a la Brady, Brady and Bill and Foxborough would probably be number one, but I've been there, done that. So we're going to go. And with my first selection, I'm going to go to Augusta National Correct. to view the Masters on the hallowed ground amidst the Augusta Pines. And the Georgia blooms. Oh yeah, it just getting me excited. April is just around the is just around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. But um, fans will be back this year, and I really wish I could have been one of them. I used to say that I would not go until I was playing in it, but I believe that ship has sailed as my golf career has come to an end. So I'd like to attend as a fan. Sit down there around Amen Corner, watch some guys sit a couple into the drink, hit thirteen and two. It'd be an absolute blast. I've heard the sandwiches are delicious. Yeah, and affordable. Yeah, I've heard it's like going back to like 1980. It is. 20 bucks, you can get a fucking feast for three. Nice. So you're telling me I can't pick Augusta now. Yeah. <laughs> also, Beauty Man, you're saying we're going to Georgia, eh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, Augusta is, Augusta is separate. Okay? Oh, yeah. the, the house that Bobby yeah. Jones built nice. does not constitute to the rest of the bullshit state laws down there. Um. Yeah, fuck. I mean, I guess my probably one of my first picks probably would have been Augusta. But like, man, I find myself thinking a lot of golf things because like, I think with my first pick, I'm going to go, uh, we're going to the old course at uh, at St. Andrews. Andrews and you're going to 
we're going to bask in some of the greatest history that sports has to offer <laughs> yeah. where the game was created yeah. this just shows how old we're getting that we're picking golf spots <laughs> yeah i know um so, yeah i mean i walk what's the bridge called again the hogan bridge no yeah well which, which one <laughs> yeah well I, I can't remember them all but i'll walk one of the bridges and have a good <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh and i then respect my, that that was probably my that was probably my one yeah end, but um, yeah um then for my for my next pick man part of me sleeping guy i want to go i want to go watch a match at the burnabout like i know that's i know probably, it'd, be, probably, it'd be pretty cool probably not the, cool. Uh, and preferably have with ronaldo playing there but you know like beggars can't be true so i just hear the stadium goes up and like i just need to see a soccer a, a, like a professional soccer game before i before i before i kick the bucket because i hear the atmosphere is uh quite quite insane so uh that's yeah. that's number two on my list what about you beauty man number two pick yeah, I'm going to swing it back around to the Super Bowl. Nice. The Super Bowl and all of its festivities, hopefully one within the next few years, because Tom will probably still be in it again, and that'll be fun. But, um, yeah, you got to got to make it to a Super Bowl. You got Bowl. a specific stadium to go to a Super Bowl in? Mm. Ooh, yeah. Maybe SoFi. SoFi, nice. Yeah, that'd be cool. So Maybe SoFi, Jerry World. I know that the one down in uh, Minnesota, that looked – yeah, that looks stunning. Even though it was a it was a tough one for me because yeah. to fail, but yeah. What about Arizona? Yeah, some good memories, some bad memories for you there. Yeah, but no, just the Super Bowl in general. Regardless, the whole weekend, the festivities would be a blast. Yeah, I would like that too. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take another obvious ob, obvious Jesus Christ, what is going on with me today? Um, I'm gonna go with Wimbledon oh yeah that's a good yeah nice. yeah I, I i just i come on boys like i revere wimbledon lot lots of great memories with federer there obviously some lows but more more highs than anything so obviously the dream would be be a little federer nadal's final action but beggars can't be choosers i'd settle i'd settle for serena at wimbledon just kidding I, i'd settle for whoever i'm watching all right well you get your sec you get your third pick yeah, oh wow uh, it's me again <laughs> yeah I, was, I guess I got to filibuster a little bit here since I'm not sure with my third pick. Now, you can go anywhere across the world here. You know, you could go to New York to check out Yankee Stadium, even though they've got rid of the, the good one. I mean, Fenway Park is still on the board with a beauty man's eyeing that one up. Well, I have done a tour. I didn't get to see a game, but, like, we got to walk to the locker room and see some of the old stuff into the Hall of Fame. So I have been to Fenway, and I put that kind of alongside my – Brady and Bill and Foxborough kind of been there, done that. So it's yeah, nice. Well, well, that's that's good. Ah, geez. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna say Old Trafford, Manchester United. It would be. It's probably like it's literally on my own personal bucket list. It's number one right now. So yeah. I gotta put that on there. Yeah. Because right. I've been to Seattle. Yeah. I've been to a Jays. I've been to a Raptors game. Been to a Jays game. Obviously, we've seen Sidney Crosby. Probably want to see LeBron, but that might be tough. Yeah. Well, oh, this is where things get tricky, hey? Yeah. yeah. It's your, you're up, BB, man. I know. I know. I know I'm up, but I'm really just trying to buy time as I kind of figure out whether I'd like to go to the Final Four like this weekend. I thought maybe. Olympics, but I couldn't figure out what events. I was saying maybe well, 100, like 100 meter dash, but that would, that's just like 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> But, but 10 seconds of pure ecstasy. I know. It's like, it's like watching Eric Patterson. 
Canada versus USA on Canadian soil. Back like if we were able to be there in, in uh, 2010 in Banff, that would have that's got to be one of the bucket list experiences. Just from the stories and the tales I've heard of the atmosphere that that weekend, that would have been something pretty special. Or the Golden Goal. Yeah. Um. Fuck. All right. Well, I'll take I'll take the final four then, because like I feel like that's it's on my. It's got to be one of them. I know, but. Like you putting your squad in it too, like yeah. final four. For- I mean, I mean that's the thing with all these questions. There's so many different varying factors. Like obviously, I want to go to SoFi too and watch LeBron at the Staples Center, but you know, because is it just like the one-off game? Because I'm taking peak <laughs> performances, but it's like, do I get to sit through like a whole? Do we get tickets to an opening weekend of the madness, and I get to watch every game from morning to start in the same seat? Because obviously, that's. I mean, you know, you life. know. You know that's what we're doing for my bachelor party is the first weekend because it because it's it won't be like that expensive for tickets and then we can just go to a place and the boys can boys can get uh, exactly uh, and then and then I hope you know that you've got like another five to seven years before you get married so we can all make sure we can afford that yeah exactly well Vegas baby yeah Yeah. Yeah. Fucking uh, Beauty Man's brother is already talking about Vegas for his bachelor party, so I hope you guys are saving. Um, but because uh, someone, well, shit, uh, man, I wanted to go to Vegas just for fun. Never mind the bachelor <laughs> party. I tried to talk you into going to the madness this year, though. Yeah, that's very true, actually. I am. Um, but uh, let us know where your top three venues would be, and if you disagreed with any of our picks. But uh, we'll be coming back with some picks to wrap up the show. Sleeping guy, throw us to our final break. All right, yeah, coming up with the picks. It's just going to be more of the beauty man's complaints about his gambling losses. Hello there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Where we, as a podcast, do charity work, try to win you, the listener, some money in the pick segment. So, Beef, we'll start with you. Who do you got for a pick? All right, well, I was 2-0 and last week in my uh, show picks. Um, so, going to try and keep the streak going here. And we got some more um ncaa picks and you're going to take baylor minus five i think the baylor bears are going to cover i think houston doesn't they they can match up defensively but i don't think they have the scores and i think those baylor guards will give them trouble and then you're going to take the over in ucla gonzaga uh we saw what uh gonzaga did to usc who had a good defense so i think they're going to do the same to another california team it's only 145 so nothing too crazy so you're going to take the over in ucla gonzaga so uh those are my two picks for some final four action nice right on nice well i'm going to stick with the hardcore theme and i'm actually i'm going to contradict my boy the beast up there because i like the cougars money line and a parlay that's right Houston Cougars money line parlay, and then you're going to take yourself across the pond, and you're getting some decent odds with Liverpool on the road against Arsenal. Liverpool has been kicking Arsenal's ass lately over the past couple of years. Plus, there's always there's always some goals in this game. I know the previous match was zero zero, so you're bound to get like a three two out here. Maybe some entertainment on your Saturday morning. Who knows? So Cougars money line, Liverpool money line, big amount of money. Send me my cut of 10%, as always. 
right. have you been uh you've been receiving a lot of those one of those cuts from all the bets. Well, you did see my new shoes yesterday. I did. I did some. Uh, you want to you want to share with the listeners what you're wearing? Yeah, I got some Air Models. Uh, wow. Fuck. I got some old man shoes, but man, are they fucking comfy and great to walk around. In. <laughs> the arch support is unrivaled. Man, unrivaled. We're, we're really dating ourselves on this pod, boys. Let me tell you. I was thinking of a dial-up internet because your feed's just been cutting in and out. Like, uh, what are you using in Toronto, Kellen? It might be dial-up internet. I don't know. All right. Well, saving the best for last, as we love to do here on the Man in the Middle podcast, where the beauty man takes you to the association, picking 58% for the season and 56% for the last week. And we are going to jump on one of my favorite teams to gamble on this season, the Charlotte Hornets. Now, they're coming off the second game of back-to-back where well scratch that they got rolled by brooklyn the other night all right so they had last night they sat at home they had to think about it it was pretty embarrassing for all of us involved especially those like myself who believed in them <laughs> but tonight they're going to indiana to play a pacers team with an injured sabonis the line opened at three and a half points for indiana it is balloons so and now charlotte is getting five points and i had to double and triple check this stat because it is so appalling. I almost didn't believe it is true. The Indiana Pacers in their last 17 home games are three and 14 against the spread. So thank Vegas for the extra two points. Let's jump on the Hornets and let's make some money. Money, 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 money. The, the, the Hornets got a lot of cats. So I'm always, I'm always loving some Hornets, you know? So, all right. Listen, the the buzz, my squad from Buzz City, if they are anything, they are tryhards, okay? So you can guarantee that they're going to give their best effort each and every night, even when they fall down 30-plus to Brooklyn in the first half, they grind it out to get it back within single digits late and cover on a late chase for your boy. The beauty man just loves them because he pictures Hayward and Scary Terry back in Celtics jerseys. (laughs) It's pretty much true. The Celtics, I mean... Would you rather... Would you? Would you swap the Celtics roster right now with the Hornets roster? <laughs> I would like to cherry pick a few pieces, but I'm, I'm, there's nothing on Charlotte's roster that I would rather have than Kemba, Jason, and Jalen. Sleeping guy, would you, would, you, would you trade the Celtics roster for the Raps roster? <laughs> Come on, you, you have to admit that. <laughs> Dude, they're 23 and 22, respectively. Okay, they've been to two, three conference finals. Like, what else do you want from them? You're going to have them for another 10 years? Or are you going to have Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam? Yeah, <laughs> okay, we'll see you, you guys, guys are one in, on the podcast. 1 in 13 and you're 1 in 12 in your last 13. Here's, here's what, all I'll say is this. I'll definitely take the Hornets roster over the Celtics roster. <laughs> Where the Raptors roster fits in this for you, the listener, to think about this week. Yeah. Is that a serious take? hundred <laughs> percent. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think I like that take. But who do they have, man? Like, yes, Gary Terry, like Malik Monk, like Devonte Graham, Lamelo Ball, but PJ Washington, how many of those? Mac Biombo, great entertainment. <laughs> yeah, how many? How many All Star games are they playing in? How many conference championships have they played in? How much playoff experience do those kids have? <laughs> Michael Jordan's on the team, man. So whatever the Celtics <laughs> have, they got way more than that. <laughs> Nice way to wait. I thought I was gonna send them off into a little t- spat, but the sleeping guy just made a great point that uh, hard, hard to argue with MJ. Yeah. Anytime you throw MJ in the argument, it shuts me up. Exactly. Yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, that's our show for this week. Um, enjoy, enjoy the weekend of sports. We got, yeah, great weekend in sports. NBA. <laughs> what hasn't it been a great weekend? NHL. It's true. We're come. The the dog days are coming, but we've got we've got some months left. So um, we'll have some national championship reaction next uh, next week. We'll have some master stuff and some some classic MLB. Maybe we'll even st- talk some hockey. I just love how we just never even mentioned hockey. On yeah. The yeah, stay tuned for next week when we've got the uh, men's and women's Final Four MVPs on. Uh, Tiger Woods to talk about the Masters. And also Jim Nance. All right. Well, it's the season. It's the season. We'll talk to you all next week. Happy trails. Love you guys.